thief. Uh, and you like it, don't you? No, I spat. Uh -huh, you love it. He yelled back at me as he grabbed my hand and once again rubbed it on his cock. Uh, stop it, I yelled as I jerked my hand away. He reached into his back pocket and gave me my wallet with a big smile. Oh, this is how much I love you, Seth. Dominique took your wallet when he pulled your pants down and he gave it to me as we were leaving the movie theater. To hear him call my name sent chills up my spine after all the times we had accidentally met on the streets. I immediately inspected the contents and everything was in order, even the exact dollar bills. Hmm, that's because you didn't have time to tally up your reward, I snapped. Look, babe, he began as he placed his arm around my shoulders. Why don't you come home with me and let me make it up to you? Albert probably got dinner ready and you can have your dinner and dessert all at once, he smiled. Albert, I asked. You remember Albert? He was one of my roommates back in Brooklyn on D Street. I did remember him. He was hung like a pinworm. The smell was once again cast as we walked up 14th Street to his place. He lived two doors away from the McBurney YMCA. The tenant building was very old, just like the last place he lived in. We walked up the narrow stairs to the fourth floor. I noticed that distinct sweet metallic odor emanating throughout the building. I began to feel like this was not a good sign. Raymond didn't knock or even use a key. We just walked right in. The entrance led to the kitchen and the smell of southern fried chicken filled the air. We happened upon a heavyset man. Albert, Raymond said in a raised voice. That hunk turned his face in a rage. You're fucking late. I've been cooking dinner for your sorry ass and you're fucking late. Holding around the neighborhood trash again? Albert charged Raymond with a fork full of chicken, still in a hissy fit. I'm not feeding your whore. Nobody asked you to, he said as he grabbed my hand and led me to one of the three bedrooms. We entered the dimly lit room. Raymond immediately pulled out his cock and pushed my head down on it. We fell on the bed with his cock in my mouth. I took a deep breath and went balls deep down on it. Hearing him moan in ecstasy made me pre-cum in my pants. Raymond's grunting got louder and louder and I was drowning in semen. I tried my best to swallow it all before it dripped out of my mouth. A sexually satisfied man, he fell asleep with his limp dick still in my mouth. I was so enamored with his thick, limp tool that I couldn't pry it out of my mouth. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a shadow. My senses told me that we weren't alone. Get out. Get the fuck out, it said. The yelling sounded familiar. It was Albert, and he was still in a hissy fit. I took my sweet time getting off my knees. 
I used the bed to push my obese body to stand up. Raging bitch, I encountered a crazy man holding a Morrissey sword in a ready position. Get out, I said. I didn't know whether to have fear or rage. The thought of being kicked out of the home of my hot betrothed angered me more than the fear of getting stabbed to death. Either way, the incident sobered me up fast, and the head on my shoulders prevailed. I left, never to return. It was early spring, and I was horny as hell, as usual. It was too cold to cruise Mount Morris Park, so I headed to Mount Morris Bathhouse. It was just a stone throw away from my parents' Spanish Harlem apartment, where I was trolling out for the winter. The entrance fee was $5 for a locker, or $12 for a room. I decided on the room. As I walked past the pool and the sauna, I passed a multitude of naked men. Who else would I end up running into other than Raymond Dubois? He had a line of men following him around wanting that thick dick. To my advantage, Raymond and I had a history. It was that history that made him come up to see me, kiss me, and follow me to my room, where he tore off my clothes and immediately bent me over. After ten minutes of Raymond's struggling to get his dick stiff enough to penetrate my hairy tight hole, he gave up and lay on his back with his limp dick dangling between his hairy legs. We lay on the cot holding each other for about 20 minutes, but he still couldn't resurrect it, so he got up and left the cubicle naked and hung. I sat up on the narrow cot that barely supported my rotund body. I became depressed with thinking, poor me, and I poured myself drinks from my stash of wild Irish rose. I got angry and stormed out of the room. I ended up in the steam room, which was filled with naked, sweaty men who were in a circle around another man. I slowly approached the circle, and while looking over the shoulders of one of the participants, I saw all the men in the circle jerking off to this thing on the ground. I crept up slowly and nudged my head over the shoulders between two guys, and it looked like some naked creature lying there on the floor, reveling in being spewed upon by semen. What the fuck? I thought to myself. Is it human? I kept questioning myself, trying to open my eyeballs as wide as I could to get more light in them to focus on the being. But the room was just too dim with blue lights. Then, out of nowhere, somebody put their stiff, rock-hard cock in my hand. I swiftly turned, and there he was, Raymond Dubois, horny and ready to go. I started jerking Raymond off, and I found myself being possessed by the room's atmosphere. Well, I freaked out. Something in my head told me to run, so I did. I ran back to my cubicle and got dressed. As I was just about to head out into the lounge area before the outside door, Raymond was right behind me. 
Hey, where are you going, babe? The action has just begun, he grinned. I said nothing and ran out into the hall of night. The month of June was the end of my debauchery and the beginning of my self-reliance. My parents had had enough of my raunchiness. I was unemployed, living in their Spanish Harlem apartment, rent-free. Whatever money they allowed me to have, I splurged on wine and cocaine. They kicked me out onto the streets. At least I still had my unemployment checks to see me through. Immediately, I got a room in Sugar Hill on the first floor of a renovated brownstone. I applied to Manpower, a nonprofit firm that helped poor, unskilled youths get jobs. I spent my days learning clerical stuff and my nights at Blues, a hustler's bar at 43rd Street off 8th Avenue. It had to be love at first sight. I entered and took my seat at the bar like I always do. I ordered my favorite drink, Southern Comfort on the Rocks. I stared into the mirror opposite me, wondering why I came to this hustler bar night after night looking for Mr. Wright. Two transvestite prostitutes sitting next to me were arguing with the guy. He was hitting on them and they weren't having it. I guessed they didn't like the company and left the bar. Then the guy came over to me and looked me in the eyes. He had hazel eyes. Buy me a drink, he commanded. And I did. He must have hypnotized me because the first rule in a hustler bar is never buy a man a drink unless he gives you the dick first. He gulped down his drink. Okay, let's go, he stated. Where are we going, I asked. To your place. I live up in Sugar Hill, I answered. So, you got my back. Let's go. We left the bar with him leading me, following like a fat, horny bitch. I paid his fare into the subway. Our train pulled in and we boarded. Like a gentleman, he let me have the one and only empty seat. The train was crowded. It was too early to go home. I thought to myself that if he turned out to be a wacko, I still had time to return to the bar to pick up a hot, hairy, hung man. As I sat crunched between a fat lady and the Pillsbury dough man, I sized up the man who had captivated me into submission. He stood in the doorway of the subway car. He had no hat on his mangled, curly hair. He wore dirty sneakers, a flannel shirt, and a wool jacket. It was his worn-out, tight-fitting jeans that had caught my eye. I became amorous when my eyes fell onto his crotch area. I hadn't seen a basket like that since Raymond. A half hour later, we were ascending from the subway into the Sugar Hill section of Harlem. I lived in a rooming house on the first floor of a brownstone. The bathroom was one flight up. It was a community bathroom. He told me his name was Larry. As I left Larry alone in my room, I headed to the bathroom. I should have been frightened for my life. When I returned, 
Larry was under the covers in my queen-size bed in my kid-size room, crammed with a dresser, closet, couch, TV, stereo, stove, refrigerator, and sink. I stripped down naked and slid under the covers next to him. My hands felt their way down to his crotch. Larry was sound asleep. Oh, but he had a huge, huge, thick, uncut meat. My head was under the covers, and in the pitch-black darkness, my mouth found its way to the cockhead and opened wide to its capacity. I slowly gagged my way down the thick shaft. I could only go halfway. His dick was tapered. It had a small head and the shaft went from slender at the head to an eggplant bulb at the base. I was in heaven, making love to it, worshipping it, and trying my best to impale my throat on it. The deeper I went down on him, the more I gagged and teared up from the straining of my throat muscles. During the whole time, Larry was asleep. It was funny how a sleeping man can have such a raging heart on. He was really a lousy lay, just laying there sound asleep while I assaulted his big, beautiful, fat dick. Then, without warning, as the tip of his small dickhead touched my tonsils, he blew his load. He came and came, but I never got to taste it because it went directly down my esophagus. Larry moaned long and loud. His dick went limp, but it was still a mouthful. My tired mouth and head came from underneath the covers. I wanted to kiss him. I was in love. But Larry just turned away and went to sleep. When he started to snore, I just lay next to him with my loving arms around him and followed him to sleep. I was satisfied. I finally had found the man of my dreams. We woke up the next morning in each other's arms. I saw for the first time what I was getting into. A good night's sleep opened my eyes, and my eyes loved what they saw. Needing to use the bathroom, Larry got out of the bed naked. The man was hot. He was hairy. He had thick brown fur from his neck down to his balls. He was muscular. He had packs. His hairy ass was round and hard. His hairy legs were muscular. Why wouldn't anyone not want him? Larry wrapped the cover around him and went out the door, headed to the bathroom. I lay there waiting for him to return. I had my eyes transfixed on the door in anticipation. Larry slid inside, locked the door, jumped back into bed, and went back to sleep. I lay next to him, studying his facial features. Oh, he was gorgeous. He definitely had masculine facial lines. He needed a shave. His mangled, partly curly hair ran down the back of his neck and disappear down his carpeted back. I gently undid the covers from his body. I wanted to see the glory of the man. Well, what are you doing? 
he asked as he turned to look at me. He had hazel eyes. I was focused on his fat cock that I had gotten lost in my adoration of it all. Why are you staring at me? He asked and sat up in bed. His chest was matted with curly hair. I ran my hand through it, getting my fingers tangled up into it. What are you doing? He asked with a frown. I am in love with you. I breathlessly answered as I licked my way down his hairy chest to his matted hairy cock. My tongue ran down the wrinkled shaft and took the head into my mouth and sucked it for dear life. Oh, Larry moaned and with his hand on the back of my head, he guided his growing cock into my deep mouth tunnel. This time, Larry punished me with his long fat tool. I was gagging and couldn't catch my breath when he busted a nut in my mouth. He held my head down on his dick, not letting me up for air until he finished shooting his salty, tasty residue down my throat. I had come coming out of my nose from the force of his ejaculation. Larry curled up into the bed, covered himself, and went back to sleep. I lay there next to him in complete ecstasy with a face stained with calm. That was true love. I woke up two hours later and Larry was still asleep. I got up, took a shower and went food shopping. When I got back to the room, Larry was still naked and watching TV. I sat my groceries down on the kitchenette table and ran over to kiss him. Larry quickly moved his face out of the way. Uh, I don't kiss. I love you, I said. Yeah, but I don't kiss. I sucked your dick. <laughs> yeah, you and everybody else in the neighborhood, he laughed. Oh, what sign are you, I inquired. Uh, Scorpio, what sign are you? Aquarius. <laughs> Is that a good sign, he laughed. That should have been a sign that this relationship was not happening. But when you got a hot, hairy, monstrously hung man in your bed, your brains can get caught up in a confusing haze. I allowed the whole conversation to go over my head and fixed my new husband a dinner fit for a king. We ate, showered, and returned to bed and slept. I slept next to him. I pushed my hairy, fat, bubble ass up against his thick, wrinkled dick and prayed that during the night he would rape my ass. The next morning was Monday, and I had to be at work. I got Larry up before I took a shower, and after I came back, I pleaded with him that he needed to leave and that he could come back by the time I got home from work. He just smiled at me and kept rubbing his thick cock on my hand. Oh, he was no good. He was not to be trusted. He couldn't stay at my place alone. He was going to rob me blind. I ignored all the signs since oh, his dick was good and, and I allowed him to stay home while I was at work. It wasn't easy at work. I couldn't take my mind off the fact that I had left a complete 
complete stranger who may have been a thief in my room. He could have cleaned me out. Every hour on the hour, I called to make sure he was there. Of course, he was there, still sleeping. I never knew anybody who slept all day like that. I couldn't wait to get off from work and go home to him. I stopped at the bodega and bought pork chops and fries to cook for my honey. When I got home, Larry was laying in bed watching TV. He was naked with his hands behind his head in a cradle. One of his legs was bent upward with his foot on the bed, revealing his thick wrinkled cock laying dead between his legs. His golden brown curly body hair gave me an erection. I sat the groceries down on the table and raced over to him to give him a hello kiss. He moved his face away from me.